Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of Amos chapter 8, verses 1 through 7, we're going to be looking at joyful service. So today's readings are coming from the New International Version, and before we dive in, I want to say, I just want to, like, sometimes I just like to talk on this, on my podcast, just because it's fun. And I was just on eBay, and it's actually, it's like a digital pawn shop. Like, the deals on there are just incredible. I've always loved eBay. And, like, with Amazon, you have to have an account to buy stuff, and it's just annoying. But with eBay, it's, like, crazy deals, but for, like, like for no, for good stuff. But for, and people are always like, man, I don't trust eBay. Like, eBay is good. You need to trust it. It's good. I, I've never had a bad experience with eBay. I love those guys, and it's it's about, I'm going to have to do some Christmas shopping here, and so that's, I'm ready. I, I think eBay is going to be my best friend, but as much as you needed to know that, let's actually get to the text today. So, Amos 8, 1 through 7 reads, This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me, a basket of ripe fruit. What do you see, Amos, he asked. A basket of ripe fruit, fruit I answered. Then the Lord said to me, The time is right for my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. In that day, declares the Sovereign Lord, the songs in the temple will turn to wailing. Many, many bodies flung everywhere. Silence! Hear this, you who trample the needy, and do away with the poor of the land, saying, when will the new moon be over, that we may sell grain, and the Sabbath be ended, that we may market wheat, skimping on the measure, boosting the price, and cheating with dishonest scales, buying the poor with silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, selling even the sweepings with the wheat. The Lord has sworn by himself, the pride of Jacob, I will never forget anything they have done. So in this passage, it's it's a scary passage, Bodies are being flung. Why is this? Our first point today is that God loves joy. God loves joy. He loves when his people, his true people, want to serve him. I'm reminded of passages like, God loves a cheerful giver. We're not to give out a compulsion. We're not to, you know, be like, oh, here's my tithe. Gosh, I wish I could use this. No, we're to gratefully give. And here, God wants his people to gratefully follow the new moons and the Sabbaths. The Sabbaths and new moons, those would have been times of rest for the people of Israel. They were times of rest where they are to praise God and to reflect the fact that they don't work every day, just like God did not work every day in creation. But yet these people are like, oh, when is this over? I want to get back to work. You know, and they're just doing it. They're not even there. And sadly, we can see this in the church today. You, you do not have to look very long to find people who just are dragged to church. You know, there's always a joke in the church. You know, people say that, especially when they grew up, you know, they'll be like, I was a drug baby. My mom always drug me to church, you know. And that is, you know, that's, it's funny, you know, but it's also sad. Like, it is sad that people have to be dragged to church. Like, 
That's not a good, that's not what God wants. God wants people who are not saying, who are not in church and saying, when is this over? I want to watch the commanders play. But people who are there saying, praise God, I'm so glad to be here. That's what God wants. God does not want, like, what happens is people will just go to church out of a legalistic, like, well, I have to, I have to do this, you know, to make God happy. Like, no, we don't do it just to make God happy. We do it because we love God and we rejoice in God. Philippians, we see rejoice in the Lord. I will say it again, rejoice. That's what we are to do. We are to take joy in the Lord. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. We are not to go around just, you know, why do I have to do this? You know, when can I get back to living, actually living? Like, no. And here's the thing. We need to ask, examine ourselves. This goes to every person who's listening to this. We need to ask, why are we doing the religious things that we do? You know, why are you volunteering at your church? Is it because you love doing it? Or is it because, you know, you're trying to please someone? Or you're trying to, you know, kind of ease your conscience? Or, you know, what have you? Why are we serving? Is it like these people in Amos who... You know, they're just there for the new moons and Sabbaths so they can be over and so that they can just not, you know, incur the wrath of God. Like we see, they got the wrath anyways. They got the wrath anyways because they are not worshiping rightly. They don't know God because they're not rejoicing in him. So we see that God loves cheerful joy, people who want to serve him. And the second point, so we've seen God, now we need to look at us. We need to cultivate joy in the Lord. That's our second point today. Cultivate joy in the Lord. We need to pursue contentment. Notice what these guys do. They're skimping on the measure, boosting the price, cheating with dishonest scales. They're not satisfied with what they have. They don't think that what they have is enough, so they're just trying to get more and more and more money. And that is wrong. God has given us all that we need. I mean, you go back to Hebrews. We literally were just there. We were just there looking at the fact that we need to be content with what you have. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Why? Because you love the Lord. Because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? That, my friends, is how we are to combat the sinful tendency to go around religiously, you know, just doing these things, but they're not, we're not actually doing them. We're just doing the motions. We fight that with contentment, with a heart that's joyful in God. We are not only to pursue contentment, but communion with God. That's how we're going to have joy in the Lord, by knowing Him, by talking to Him, by praying to Him, by obeying Him, by being grounded in a solid church. Brothers and sisters, it is not complicated. It's been the same thing for 2,000 years. God did not make this hard on us. It's not easy, but it's clear how we are to know God. 
We are to know God by going to Him in His Word, by rejoicing in Him, by finding joy in the Lord. And finally, we are to know who we are and know who God is. This is really important in finding joy. We need to know our heart. We need to know our tendencies. And we need to know where we came from. Guys, we were dead in our trespasses. We were dead. But God, who's rich in mercy, came down and saved us. That is such great news. We don't have to live in fear no more. We are free. We are free to live for God, not for ourselves, not for sin. We don't owe the debt of sin anymore because Jesus took it for us. That's joyful news. So now we can serve God with joy. We can get up in the morning and have joy instead of asking, oh, when will this be over? When will these, you know, these good deeds be done? No. We can say, thank you, Lord, that I can serve your church. Thank you, Lord, that I can share the gospel. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. If you've not already, I encourage you to go to our website, AdoptedBelievers.com. You can find podcasts, resources, all sorts of cool stuff. And you can email me questions at Daniel at AdoptedBelievers.com. But without further ado, I'm going to see you all next time. Thank you.